0: Hi friends. Welcome to episode seven of Digging for Bones. On this episode, I'm interviewing another Cooper, (laughs) aka Pup Atlas. Atlas is a fire spinning, breathing, flying puppy, aerial performer. Ah, just good stuff. Really enjoyed this show. Thank you so much for your patience and the delay. I, my grandfather passed away, so there was an extra week between the last episode and this one. Um, so I do appreciate your patience and everyone's support. Uh, this was a great episode. It's a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy. All right, friends. Thanks for joining on Digging for Bones. On this episode, yet again, we have another Cooper. (laughs) Um, So thanks, Cooper, for joining us on the show today. Uh, If you want to take a moment, introduce yourself. Who are you, and uh, what do you do?
1: Hi, my name is Cooper. Uh, My pup in persona's name is Atlas. My pup Atlas. As my my real job, I work at a uh, fancy pet store. I sell uh, high-end dog food. And I'm also, in addition to that, my I'm also a hairstylist. And then I also work as a uh, professional entertainer
0: in the Tri-State Memphis area. That's awesome. Uh, you're not just any kind of entertainer. What kind of entertainer are you? Uh, I am an aerial circus
1: acrobat who also has a background with uh, fire performances as eating, spinning, breathing. Uh, I've also done aerial silks, aerial hoop, aerial cube. I do a lot of partner aerial acrobatics. Um, I've also got a decent background in uh, competitive tumbling, um, with a hint of burlesque and some pole dancing. Um, i have a nice little array of things that i enjoy doing
0: that's awesome i love it you're the first you're the only other fire pup i've ever met besides myself so hey and if there's other fire spinning pups out there uh please hit me up i would love to connect (laughs) but that's that's, fire spins puppy fire spins flow jams um that's awesome. How did you, how did you get into Ariel? That's always something I've, I, you know, when I go to shows and I see that it's just, it's such a wow experience and looks scary as hell. Um, So I'm going to give you the like clip notes version. I was a cheerleader for
1: eight years. I coached gymnastics for four years. I've coached cheerleading for uh, five or six years as well. Extensive background in that area. Um, one of my ex-boyfriends, um, who's still a very very good friend of mine he is still one of my dearest friends we our relationship ended we realized we were we were definitely besties not not for the resties um, kind of deal <clears throat> he we wanted a date one night to one of the traveling circus centers that came into the city you know the, the traveling circuses we went to see one of them with his one of his good friends and the acrobats came out and they were doing some like hard stuff if I could say so myself. And I accidentally may have let a comment slip like, oh, well, that was easy. And his friend was like, oh my God, no, it was not. It, that, was, that was ridiculous. That was so fascinating. And I was like, um, really? Because they definitely did just like a move that I teach toddlers at gymnastics. <laughs> Long story short, she owned an aerial circus company And I went and worked with them. She had me, uh, she brought me into the company to work as a ground acrobatics teacher as an actual instructor for her company members to teach them uh, different kind of partner moves, um, do some tumbling teaching and all that. And in exchange, she was teaching me aerial as well. And so I started there. And from since then, I have left that company due to personal reasons, Uh, best friend and I our own live entertainment company with a bunch of different types of artists that were either circus related or entertainment related, go-goers, any kind of live entertainment crew. Uh, Queer artists um, or queer, queer identifying or allies who are members of the company. And we are actually called the Queer Circus Group. So we are QCG Productions taking your event to new heights.
0: No, I love it. Oh, that's such a cool story. Thank you Thank you for sharing that.
1: <laughs> of course. We have anything from aerialists to go-go dancers to fire performers to LED dancers to belly dancers to uh, walking tables to stilt walkers and balloon twisters. It's a full-on circus. It's a whole circus, and I love it.
0: Yeah. We'll dig in more here in that in just a second because I, I have questions and there's a lot there I want to unpack. Um, but next, I want to hear a little bit about Atlas. Uh, who who is Atlas? How did you how did you discover and get into your pup side?
1: So Atlas is a a newer discovery, um, and I say newer, I mean within a, a month and a half, two months maximum. Um, this is a newer. Thing I have been, I have been kind of kicking the idea around in my head that I wanted to try it out. Um, I wanted to kind of do a little more research into hot play, um, and then the other day, or not the other day, randomly one night I got an urge and ordered a pup hood online, and I was like, "We'll just see what happens. We're just gonna see what happens." And then it showed up, and I put it on. Um, I've worn a hood before. Um, A couple of different times, you know, met up with, with other pups and they were gracious enough to let me try on their hood um, just to see if it was something I could, if it was a headspace I could get into at all. Um, I slipped into it pretty easily. Uh, And so that's what kind of got my brain thinking about it. And then when I got my hood, I put it on my head and immediately started just having all the pup expressions. I started just getting super happy and waggy. And I had the immediate urge for somebody to rub my head. Um, and unfortunately I was at home in my room by myself. And so there was no one to rub my head, but it's okay. Um, Atlas himself is, uh, he is a hundred percent purebred, good boy. Um he loves being told that he did a good job. He loves getting all his favorite snacks and treats. Um, he likes to, he likes to play and he loves to howl. Atlas loves to howl. Um, I went to my first kink, heavily kink friendly event with Atlas. Um, as atlas and when i was around all the other pups that were there i just started howling i just started howling and apparently pack mentality worked because then they all did too of Um, course (laughs) i was then approached by somebody later that evening uh after i had left the event i was not wearing my hood at that point and they go did you hear all the howling like, I think one of the neighbor's dogs, like, got out or something. And I looked him dead in the face, and I said, oh, no. No, that, that was me. <laughs> that was me. He goes, wait, really? I was like, yeah, it's a newer development. Because this person knew me prior to Atlas. And so he was like, wait, that was really you? He was like, yeah, uh, it's, it's a newer thing. Um, I was kind of testing the waters with, and I... Realized I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to.
0: I love that. That reminds me of my first time. I went to the grand opening of a bathhouse here in town and me and this puppy ended up meeting another guy and we went up to a room and had some fun. And it was the first time I I didn't have gear on, but it was the first time I made pup sounds, because he was making pup sounds, and we made a lot of pup sounds and it was really loud. And when I left, we were sitting down in, like, the coffee lounge area of the establishment. And I was talking to the owner and just, like, congratulating him on a grand opening and all that. And one of this guy's friends comes down. He's like, oh, my God, did you guys hear the puppies upstairs? And I just, like, sink into my chair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I was like, that was me. (laughs) Did you tell him that was you?
0: Yeah. (laughs) it was hot. Um, that's, that's awesome. Uh, so you, you've gone to a kink event now, um, and you're, you're still pretty new into this and I'm still pretty new into this, but I've got a couple months on you. Um, what are some of the things you're liking about being a pup so far?
1: Um, I would have to say the biggest is the headspace. Um, A lot of things in my personal life are very overbearing on my mental state. I don't want that to sound like I'm a crazy person, but um, like there's like, I just bought a house. I'm working on projects on uh, renovating my house. I've got a lot of stuff going on with my real job that's very time consuming. And it just sometimes it puts a lot of a heavy strain on my mental state uh, and when I put, this is what I found out when I went to that event, I didn't actually want to go to the event. I was, I had just had a really bad day at work and I was super tired, super exhausted. And I was like, well, you know what? It was at one of our, (laughs) it was at one of our local bars here. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go because I want to go have a drink. I need a drink after this long, crazy psycho day. And I know that there's an event going on. So I'm just going to go to the event. Uh, I'm going to bring my hood just in case I decide I want to put it on, but I'm not going to, I didn't go with the intent of going in, puffed out and rocking it for the whole night. Um, I went because I was like, I need a drink and I need to go just have a nice evening with friends and people that I know I'm going to have a good time with. And I did, excuse me. And then when I got there, I had made the realization that it was gonna be a lot more accepted than I was expecting it to be. Um, I had had a previous, and we can talk about it in a little bit if you wanted to, um, previous encounter that didn't quite go so well prior to this. So I was still a little hesitant. Um, But the event, when I realized that there wasn't gonna be any kind of like repercussion or negative impact on my life, when i put on the hood i immediately was like okay this is something i want to i want to give it a shot i'm going to try and everybody was so nice everyone was so interactive i had a couple of people who didn't want to they weren't fully respecting the pupsona because i was trying to just only be referred to as atlas um and they there was a couple of people that didn't quite respect that but it's going to be at every everything um there's not going to be a, ch- a time where every single person is right in there on game with you because also just did they know you did, yes
0: they knew you already well that's always hard yeah. for someone at first too so. yeah that's it, and that's what
1: I was saying like creatures of habit they 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 went with what they know and they know that my real name and they know my real identity and so they were They were very respectful once I like corrected them. Nobody was disrespectful. They were, once I was like, hey, that's not me tonight. They were like, oh, okay, I got you. Um, But like, other than that, everyone was super interactive with the whole pup play. I had people coming up and scratching on my head and I had people coming up and giving me shoulder rubs because they, and they just like came up and they were saying like, who's such a good boy? You're such a good boy. And I found out I had, I found out that night that I have a, Massive, massive praise kink.
0: Um,
1: I love being told I'm a good boy, or any kind of like at my. I found out at my real job, like I enjoy being told, "Hey, you put this display together and it looks amazing." Uh, I love how you handled that customer who was being really difficult. You really carried it in a good way. Like I was receiving, I was noticing that the the praise I received in both Atlas and my real life, that's what was really bringing me joy. And so that's how I kind of realized I was in a praise thing. Um, and just the kink community, all in all, has been so loving and accepting. I mean, I just feel it, there's so many times in our current society where, even in, within our own communities, we can feel just like ostracized and put out and shamed for what we want um and the kink community has been so loving so open so accepting and just just all around an enjoyable good time and it makes me feel very very happy that i have decided to open my mind and trying out new uh horizons
0: i love that and when we explore new things and we're trying new things Part of that also means bumping into things that we don't like, or sometimes things don't go as planned. And you mentioned earlier that you did have an experience that things didn't sound like they went as planned. Tell me about that. So me and this guy I had gone out of town um, and I figured this was a good place
1: to try it out because I was nervous of how my community was going to accept me because I, I have a very big name in my local community and, um, And so a lot of people recognized me. And so I wasn't sure how it was going to be accepted off the bat. I needed to have some other kind of experience prior to then. Because I wasn't quite sure how I would feel with my my local group. Um, When I went out of town, I brought my hood. And I had gone out to Huntsville for work. And I was feeling how you feel when you're in a giant king size bed by yourself. And I wanted to get a little rowdy. So I invited a gentleman over and pre- previously to him coming over, I had said, hey, would it be okay with you if, like, would you feel comfortable with me wearing a pup hood? Um, if not, it's completely fine. And he said, yeah, no, that's totally fine. I, I'm, that's, I'm totally here for that. Um, about two thirds of the way through, uh, we were doing the deed, uh, and he decided he wanted to see my face because my hood was on my head the entire time when he came in and everything. Um, he made the decision that he wanted to see my face. And so mid session, I guess would be a good word. Um, he reached over and he pulled my hood right off of my head. Um, we were at a really, and so obviously I didn't ask to stop because I was close in my brain and also wasn't all the way involved in a headspace. I feel like at this point where I've had more research done and such now, if that were to happen again, I would react very differently to how I reacted then. But he, yeah, he pulled my hood directly off my head, right in the middle of us, uh, the scene hooking up. I'm so Um, sorry. It was, it was kind of hard for me to handle, but unfortunately, I'm a people pleaser, and so I didn't tell him to stop. Um, again, like I said, I, I didn't because of lack of in uh, education. Now that I've definitely talked to other pups, and I've had my own research done, and I've listened in on digging for bones has been a good help with it as well, listening to other pups' perspectives and everything has been a good way to kind of educate me more and realize that I didn't respond well enough in that. I should have actually educated him in that moment and said, hey, this isn't, that wasn't really okay because we had previously discussed that I wanted to keep this on. And that was a boundary you didn't respect. Like I said, knowing that now I would have reacted differently. However, new minds and people pleasers, they don't always go well together.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you learned from that experience though. And you know, in I in the future I always it, it sounds it's always easy to talk about these things after the fact and say like I should have done this, I should have done this, but how you handled it in that moment, you know, things happen for a reason and you learn from it. And had that not happened, it you probably would have ended up experiencing that at some point sooner or later anyway. And so, you know, someone told me recently that it it's not linear. You're not on this. If someone's like, oh, they just haven't gotten to this point yet. That's that's not how it works. We all experience different things and experiences at d- different points in our life. Just because you experienced that here, there's probably things you've gone through that are ahead of me in my pub journey now already. Um, and so I, I think that's a really cool lesson that you got there. And I admire your ability to tell that story um because scene negotiation is a huge huge thing uh i just had an experience with someone um this morning (laughs) and we it was cool we were talking and it was a hookup and we had talked the night before and discussed like i don't know we just started talking about like what our boundaries are what parts of our bodies we don't like being touched what parts we do like being touched we're what, how do you get in a headspace? And he was really into my pup stuff. And I like paused for a second and I was like, wow, it, you know, sometimes planning sex and having those conversations can really be impactful. And for you to even do that beforehand, um, that's awesome. Cause I, I never I, like, I'm still learning how to have a scene negotiation myself. So that's a pretty cool story there. And thank you for okay.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm definitely still newer in this entire realm of put play as well. So scene negotiation is also a new thing for me, too. So the, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Um, I would definitely say at this point, obviously, like you said, I learned um, I should have spoken up and said that that wasn't OK. Just to, for the educational purpose for him to not do that to somebody else. Yeah, um, I've I've got some. I've got some pretty tough skin. I've worked some jobs where people are not always the nicest. I used to be a bartender. I'm used to people doing stupid shit. Um, And when someone does something that offends me, I'm able to brush it off pretty easily because at the end of the day, it really doesn't affect me that badly. Um, But that person might not know that it offended me. And that person might do it to somebody else and it would read they'll react way differently than how I reacted. So my takeaway from it would be definitely make sure that if something if something is agreed upon prior to you need to hold yourself into that of you wanting to make sure that your agreement is maintained. Um,
0: Yeah. Consent
1: is sexy and consent can be taken away at any point. I give you it. consent and I can, I can take that consent back away.
0: You've got it. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, I, you'd mentioned when we were talking earlier to, you have a couple different personas. Uh, do you want to tell me about that?
1: Uh, yeah. So like I mentioned, I'm a professional entertainer as well. Um, and some of my entertainment stuff is a little more on the risk type of deal. Um, and so, My professional performance persona is named is Rocky Matrix, Uh, spelled a little differently because I'm annoying. (laughs) Um, But Rocky is my aerialist, fire performer, uh, uh, pole dancing, burlesque um, side of my life, Uh, male entertainment um, side of my world. of my multiple, re- I know I've heard you talk about having multiple different types of personas and how they interchange in your day-to-day life. Rocky is my main alternate persona. He is my, this is my base level guy. Um, Atlas is definitely the newer one in the group. He's the pup play side. He enjoys just his, his little games and his belly rubs. Um, I did do that so that way my professional life is going to be easier to not deal with the questions um, of being a adult entertainer. Um, And so I, in that sense, when I do performances that are more on like a corporate level Mm -hmm. or more on like a family type level, I'll do a performance and I'll introduce them. I'll introduce myself as Cooper which is my real name. Um, I want to introduce myself as Cooper. Um, just so that way we can maintain that level of professionalism um, that I would at my regular job. Now, you got me booked at a nightclub, or you got me performing at, like, a drag brunch or something, you're going to – I will ask you to address me as Rocky, because that's who you have at that moment. Uh, and the people around have who, who I've spoken with are really, really – respectful of that. Very few times do people call me Cooper at a nightclub or um, call me Rocky at a corporate event. Um, so it's really nice that people have been respectful of that really heavy boundary that I have to set just because I don't want to make my personal life too mm. influx with my performer life. Um, and then I also have uh, my, my fourth persona. Is uh, Miss Serena Homewrecker? She is my drag persona, my female impersonation drag persona. She is a just a wholehearted biatch. She is not <laughs> nice, um, and she's not afraid to tell people that too. She's not afraid to tell people about themselves. Um, Serena only comes out uh, maybe twice a year. She doesn't come out very much. Um, it's fun when I come out of Serena, but it's so much work to turn my manly self with these broad lineback shoulders that I have into... Um, I like to do, when I do drag, I like to do more of the like, I say quote unquote like classic style drag with like the glam looks with the big eyebrows and the, the really huge shaded eyelashes and, um, or excuse me, eyeshadow with the big lashes. Um, I love these newer androgynous style drags, but that's just not my type of drag, which I think is totally fine. Same thing with kink play. Um, all types of art are valid and accepted and it, take, <coughs> it takes open-mindedness to accept all of it.
0: Uh, and then you have Cooper who is a hairstylist and sells the- about <laughs> <laughs> So, I noticed in some of your pictures you have a collar on. Who collared you? Um,
1: interesting you'd ask me that. Uh, I put my own collar on. Um, oh, you cut out again. Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're I'm back back? Well, yep. Interesting. Um, I collared
0: myself. Why did you collar yourself?
1: Um, I... Like I said, being super new into the scene, the kink scene, um, I wanted this to be something that I did 100% on my terms um, with the help and education from friends and other people involved. Uh, In my eyes, a collar is a very serious commitment. Um, It shows your connection and attachment to that other, that other person. Not necessarily saying that that person has control or quote unquote owns you, because that's definitely not the way. Um, I don't have that kind of mentality. Um, I just use it more for a kind of a security that I have myself. Um, If I decide I want to wear my collar somewhere, I have the freedom to decide to do that. I don't have to let somebody put me in, I don't have to be let out, quote unquote, of my collar to do what I wanna do or if I don't feel comfortable wearing my collar for whatever reason. Um, I'm sure at some point further down the road, I will let somebody else put my collar on me. Um, At some point, who knows, because the future is always changing. They might even throw a lock on it. Who knows? Uh, But at this moment, I feel the most comfortable about carrying my own uh, collar.
0: I Um, love that. I am a self-collared pup as well. Oh, okay. And uh, I've always really enjoyed telling people, especially when they assume that it belongs to someone else. And, you know, I haven't had a single pup ever tell me, like, gatekeep that or tell me that that's wrong if anything people are like that's awesome i'm glad you're doing that for yourself mine was just a commitment to myself i always joke around with people that they can borrow my key metaphorically uh for a scene um but then i'm taking it back <laughs> when that scene is over um and it's fun though because it also gives this like visual of uh, trust that like hey i'm handing over something really special to you uh, take care right. of it um But I am curious, how do you feel when you put your collar on?
1: At this moment, I still feel very similar to how I feel in my day-to-day life with my collar. Um, I think my headspace definitely relies more on my hood. Okay. Um, And I don't know if it's the actual action of putting something over my head. And just like Marvel superhero style, it transforms into a different person or a different being because pup. Um, I don't know if that's the case behind it, but like I can put my collar on and it works as like a sense of security, but I also mainly wear my collar because of my tag, Um, because sometimes it's hard to hear in the hood or sometimes it's hard to talk in the hood. And so sometimes people can't understand me and I don't like repeating myself. <laughs> I get really annoyed if I have to say the same thing like three or four times. Um, and so I put my tap, my name tag is really the main reason I wear my collar. Um, I don't have it super tight. It's, it's pretty loose. Um, And it's also got a removable shackle on it because like I said, I don't want to, I don't foresee, I don't see the collar as a lock on something. And obviously I have, I respect those who wear a lock because that's what it means to them. It's just not quite how it means to me personally. And like I said, that's why I did put a collar on myself because I wanted this to be my own interpretation of
0: my desire i love that so much and it's just more perspective there's so many different pets puppies (laughs) furries and everybody's got their thing some people don't even take on animal personas and there's still that special piece of kink hardware that brings out a certain side of them so thank you really for sharing that that's a really special story and very personal so it's it's great to hear that perspective um I want to flip things around a little bit. Do you have any questions for me?
1: Being a newer pup as well, what are some things that have been your biggest takeaway from joining the kink community? Because I know you just went and did one of your big, one of your first big kink events as well at the, uh, le- the leather competition. Um, y- yeah. So, what are some things that have been that you've that have been your biggest takeaway from the community that you have since you started?
0: I got a couple. Um, I actually have a lot, but I'll I'll, I'll definitely pick a couple big ones. Uh, the most important one for me thus far has been the networking. Uh, I actually do believe social media isn't dead and evil. I when I stopped using it necessarily or not stopped, but embraced tucker and tucker had his own profile i've actually met genuine friends people i call my friends now people i'm i care about what's going on in their life and the every day to day um and it, it feels a little bit more than just that random thirst ad on facebook that's been there for six years and likes your pictures every once a month like these are people i would happily uh bend over backwards to help if they needed it um and it's all come from being in the kink scene and a lot of these people I've never met, but it's also opened huge doors as well. Uh, Both the Coopers who have been on the show, I have met. Um, I spent a week in San Francisco and I was walking back from Mr. S and my now friend Lux walked by me and stared me up and down. And I was wearing my collar and my name tag um, in public in San Francisco because it's totally okay to do there. And it was uh, my brain went, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm being cruised. I'm being cruised in San Francisco. And I got really excited. And then as I, like, turn around to do the over the shoulder, does he do the over the shoulder? Oh, my God, he did do the over the shoulder. I hear, and I'm like, oh, he's a puppy. And he's like, are you Tucker Max? And I was like, oh, my God. He's like, I'm Lux. We've been talking online. Um, And I was just having a conversation with him, like, a week earlier that. And like the magic of that interaction with him was so special. Like I'm in Sanfran fucking Cisco walking in a crowded street and not even close to where this guy lives. And for us to just bump into each other and have that interaction um, was incredibly special. So I think the networking side and the people you meet and not just saying our or bark, bark, like those comments, I love them, send them. But like, Actually starting a conversation, going past the, God, you're really hot, or I really love the way, like, if a lot of these people, a lot of us, like, there's depth to to, to pets and people in the kink community. There's a lot to talk about. I started a whole podcast on it. Um, and so I really encourage people to go out and have those conversations and actually try to establish genuine connections with people online, even if it seems impossible that you're ever gonna meet them. I've also got a handler in London that I'm really excited to go see, as well as another puppy in London I met in San Francisco who I had a wonderful evening with. I can oh, that that was a all night adventure. We compared it to Greece. I even wrote him a poem. It was like winter loving, uh had me a blast, met a pup, cute as could be. <laughs> it was it was it was cute oh my
1: goodness um, I love that.
0: it was a whole puppy puppy fiasco of a night and then we probably won't see each other again but we spent a whole 12 hours together and maybe i hope to go to london and see him the other thing that i've noticed is just like don't be turned away from the gatekeepers but listen to them um everybody like for one you having your Hood removed for you, that's a really serious thing that pulled you out of a really delicate headspace, especially being there for the first time. Um, for someone else, there's puppies out there and pets out there who never wear gear. The, the gear is just not part of the headspace. Some of them don't even want to put gear on. Some people can't afford gear. And you'll hear sometimes the gear doesn't make the pet. And I, and you know what? And it's okay if it does make the pet. It, it, and so you got to be careful when you talk to people who say stuff like that because you're not doing anything wrong. This is something that is for you and the people you choose to share it with. And you get to lift each other up and, and lift the community up and have the experiences and design the life that you want to live. Um, now, that doesn't mean that there's not like – respect out there in history and tradition and things like that that you want to you know be respectful to however just like a word of caution don't let that like throw you out of your way because like on the flip side saying like well it's my thing to go like take someone's hood off like no that's 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 not a boundary or that's that's just rude um that's
1: <laughs> a, it's a, a, a disrespect of a boundary especially if it's one that was pre-discussed
0: yeah absolutely and so like When I was in the leather competition, um, you know, that could have left a bad taste in my mouth because of the way it fell apart. I saw really nasty sides of people that I wished I hadn't seen. Um, But at the same time, there are also people that were just really upset and they're really great people and I love them still. But um, I've had lots of people come and knock on my door figuratively and say like, hey, you should check out Mid-Atlantic or come to uh, International Mr. Leather and actually see the whole community and people from all over the world. Cause like that one little pocket you were in doesn't represent everybody. And that's, that's the other, that brings me to the final thing I wanted to say and takeaways from all this is every pocket of pet play, pup, kink, it changes. I've been talking to people now in different cities, in different countries um, and everybody's a little bit different and everybody's community is a little bit different some communities, like Portland, I mean, it, it's spicy. We have our spicy, sexy time, but, like, it's not as spicy as I hear in other communities, um, which I can't. Yeah, there's, like, the sex parties and stuff. They look in, in shows. They look really interesting um, in other cities. I still haven't gotten to experience anything like that yet.
1: Okay, awesome. I really love hearing that side as well um and <clears throat> i can definitely agree that i've also like reached out to a bunch of i mean i just started doing pups and literally anytime a pup scrolls across like like falls on my instagram feed or on my twitter i immediately go and follow them like regardless of if i'm actually i hate to say it, but like i'm actually gonna go look at their content or not but like i immediately go to follow them because support is support um and I also just love seeing the community of it. And yeah, I met some amazing people in my own community that I didn't realize I was going to have such a good bond with until we had that connection of pup play. Um, and I, I love now going into, my, you know, into that same bar that I was discussing earlier. Uh, one of the pups that's in our little local group is one of the managers there and so I see him there all the time so I walk in I see him and the first thing I do is howl he doesn't even have to turn around and he just starts howling back I just walk in and I just go oh
0: such an amazing community
1: it really is and I want to experience more they actually it's in the speaking of your um your experience with the leather competition, I was actually approached to compete for the Mr. Mid-South Kink and Leather Boy um, coming in October. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it yet, but um, we're working on it. I'm still working on it.
0: Um, well, I wish you luck in that journey, um, and especially the one in deciding if you're going to do it or not, because that in itself is a, is a journey, too. Um, But congratulations on being approached and asked. That's really special. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm interested
1: to see what ends up
0: happening and what unfolds. Yeah.
1: Um, But I've been really, really happy with the kink scene so far. I've got one last little question for you real quick. And then because I know we're running close to time being done. Um, I've been curious since I found you. How did you come up with the name Digging for Bones?
0: <laughs> uh it kind of just came for came to me I'm, and i and i know people say that, but like i was trying to be spicy like with my only fans and like i was thinking of like originally i wanted to interview like porn stars and, and these big celebrities was like my dream and and you know everything evolves and after my first interview with cooper it really kind of changed the direction of the show um but I, it's a play on words I felt like digging was a really fun way of like interviewing people so digging for four is like I'm doing an interview and bones because mm-hmm. like pups love bones and also there's the innuendo that like boner um <laughs> <and Yes. so laughs> you love a good boner Yep, and so I felt like I was, uh, it was a really appropriate way of leaving a, an innuendo into an appropriate name for the show. Um, so that, that's how the show came along. <laughs> okay.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was, I had been noticing that I'd listened to it on your podcast and I was like, as much as I love this name, he's not once talked about how he got that name. And so that's why I wanted to. I was like, mm, when he says I can ask him a question, I'm going to ask him.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely a sexual innuendo. And on that note, too, I want to call out. I the the show's been very pup centric, and pup is what I know. It is the play that I'm involved in, and it is the one that I am trying to learn more about. But I do want to acknowledge as well that there are there are lots of animals and personas and mythical beings that people take personas on for. And it's really special, and I I think it's great. I've talked to some cats. One of my friends is a cow. <laughs> uh, she they are a blue, boot black cow, um, and they're pretty pretty awesome. Lady Viper here in Portland, just shout out. <laughs> um, but yeah, there there's so many different animals out there, and you know if it, and there's nothing wrong. If people want to make a space for for just their. Them and, and the people they want to be in a headspace with, that's fine, too. Um, but I also encourage people not to get, like, so locked into the the one uh, channel of the overall kink here, which is pet play. Um, because, you know, how dogs and cats interact can be pretty fun. How dogs and ponies interact can be pretty fun. Although I haven't met a pony yet. Um, I met a unicorn. Oh, I love it. And then there's the whole furry thing too, but that's a that's a debate for another show with a, multiple panels on the whole furry pet play thing. It's like even the furries within themselves, like sexual, not sexual, like it's complicated as all things in life are. And that's why things are interesting, and that's why we get to have shows like this. Is because things are interesting, and there's conflict, and sometimes we need to talk about that. Um, yeah people want to hear it. And so again, nobody's doing anything wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely wanted to put a, a shout out there. Cause yes, the show is digging for bones, which is very pup centric, but that's, that's because that's who I am. That's my identity and that's the type of play that I'm, you know, interviewing people like yourself to learn more about. And you are an interesting perspective. I'm so glad to have you on the show uh, just having another new pup coming on and, and tell me about your experience thus far. It always seems to be really valuable for people to hear. I love hearing about it. Um, and I'm really happy for you and your experience thus far. Um, and we were talking earlier, you know, you have the goal. I think I really, I'm going to put it on here. I, I think you should try to get on the Atlanta's Gate cruise, uh, aerial team. I, I, I think- would
1: love to, if anyone from the aerotic soiree is listening, um, uh, you can find me on Instagram and I will absolutely love to join y'all's troupe. Or if anyone from Cirque du Soleil is listening and they need a new aerialist, call me up. I will absolutely do what I can to make it happen because either erotic Soleil or Cirque du Soleil are truly my dream job as a performer. Um, that's where I feel like that's where I would hit my like peak point of performance is working for either one of those companies. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're listening, I'm here. <laughs> um,
0: That's great. Well, I I'm, as everybody knows on the show, I'm not going to stop talking about it. I am going on the Atlantis Gate Cruise in February. So if you're there and you see me, say hi. would love to meet people and talk. Um, otherwise, as well, what was that? I, said, I might be going as well. I hope so. I hope you can find that spot. So if anybody's got a room they're selling, uh, Cooper here is looking looking for a room or a roommate. Um, well, you know, thank you so much for sharing your perspective today. I have enjoyed interviewing you, um, and I wish you the best in your journey. And hope to see you on the cruise in February. Um, Is there anything that you want to tell people? Where can they find you? How can they hire you? What's going on? What's your big project that that people need to hear about right now?
1: Uh, Best way to get in touch with me, straight off the bat, is going to be on Instagram. Um, That's the platform that I am using the most right now. Uh, And it'll be in the title, because like I said, I spell it differently, so it'll be in the title. Um, But my name is Rocky Matrix on Instagram. It's R-A-W-K-I-M-A-T-R-I-X. We can do a whole nother episode later on about how I got that because it's a whole thing. Um, (laughs) um, But you can find me on Instagram. That's going to be the easiest way. You can DM me. I answer every single message that comes to me. Um, If you have me on Facebook, whoever is listening, if you have me on Facebook, message me on Facebook too. Um, Either one, I respond to really all of my social media platforms i hate having the little red notification bubble on my phone so i'm really keen to go check every message that gets sent to me as soon as i can um yeah message me there if you want to get in touch with me if you have any questions about anything i love to talk as you can tell i've I've essentially talked this entire time and i will talk to a brick wall if you leave me alone long enough um I feel like if you and I were to sit and actually have a conversation, we would sit for just hours and
0: just back and forth, back and forth, because um, we both like to talk. We both like the sound of our own voices. I wouldn't be <laughs> sitting if I was sitting across from you, and maybe if I was sitting on you. Um... <laughs> uh, you can sit on me. <laughs> well, thank as you. As long so... as I get
1: to pet your furry chest.
0: Yes. Oh, our... Um All right. Well, to close this out, I have one last ask. Give me a good howl. Be a good boy and give me a (laughs) help. All right. Thanks, friends. See you next time.